Welcome to episode two of the New Community Podcast. I'm James Silly and hosting this week as Hannah Simu had her baby last week and she's not here. I'm sure she will hopefully be back for episode three. Well, we're up and running with our Whatever You Do series and my guest today is Steve Cox, who I'll introduce in a few moments. But before we get to Steve, I'm joined this week by Tim Windsor-Brown, who leads our Elton venue. Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for coming and joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, it is currently quarter past two. I want a nap. But apart from that, I feel great. You want a nap? Yeah, I mean, I think that's just my natural reaction to lunch. I just want to sleep for like a quarter of an hour. So this is for a quarter of an hour? Yeah. And what good will that do you? I feel amazing afterwards. Just a- anything that I was sad about, I immediately feel better about after napping for a quarter of an hour. So you're, let me get this right. Your lunch makes you feel sad, which then you need a 15-minute sleep, and then you'll feel better. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying lunch doesn't make me Lunch is generally a good thing, but napping just makes everything better. Generally. Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. Well, it's, it's thanks for joining us and not sleeping. I'm really grateful for that. Tim, you uh, recently joined the new community staff team. Yes. How have you, have you found it? How's it going? Uh, yeah, it's been fantastic. Uh, so I've been on staff part-time since Christmas, um, and I'm a software engineer in the city. Um, and so at the moment, I spend half of my time um, in London and half of my time um, either in the office with the staff or mm-hmm. in Eltham. And it's just been, a, it's been fantastic. It's given me a real opportunity to get to know a whole bunch of people at New Community who I wouldn't normally spend so much time with, yep. uh, but also to spend a whole bunch of time in, in Eltham uh, to hear some stories, to get to know more people there, to really um, understand more about what makes this town tick. And I think as we're, as we're meeting there and praying for this town, actually knowing the town makes a real difference. Great. Well, speaking of, of Eltham, we recently moved our Eltham venue into its brand new venue. Yes. We finally, yes. after a long time meeting in the, in the old not-so-pleasant hall, and now in this purpose-built brand new school hall with yes. all the amazing facilities yeah. right in the heart of Eltham. Yeah. Uh, it's a stunning venue. It it's absolutely amazing. How's it, how's it gone so far? Yeah, it's been, it's been fantastic. I mean, I, I don't know if you remember, maybe, oh gosh, it was a year ago now, we were, we were planning on and figuring out which venue we were going to meet in, mm. in Eltham. Um, we didn't even have a venue. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and it was, it was the week before we were set to start. We finally got it signed yeah. and figured out that we were going to meet in this venue. And it's been a real blessing uh, yeah, there's been, been amazing, it's been yeah they're, they're such a fantastic school um it's been uh, to varying degrees a building site over the last year yes. uh, but meeting there has been has been such a joy we've had a great time um i think until we moved into the new venue we, d- we didn't really uh, really clock as to how brilliant it was going to be uh-huh. um just this new value venue is it's it's large it's spacious it's got great facilities there's so much light it's it's just naturally such a welcoming place it really is yeah. um and we've had an amazing last few weeks there so have we had some people do you reckon coming just because of the new yeah, venue yeah, it's absolutely. now visible isn't it it's yeah, not yeah, tucked yeah. away it's... yes completely uh, I, I think every week since we started we have had people coming and checking out the building just because it's such a central integral part of Elton. Uh, people are, are fascinated as to you know to see this new building we've had people popping popping by every week and just this last week we had a couple popping in because uh, they were thinking of um, applying for a place there um, and they didn't realize we were a church and we got chatting to them and they stuck around for the meeting and wow. and during the worship we had this uh, really great prophetic words um, and it spoke exactly to them That's and just amazing. there and then you know we prayed for them and they they, they really felt God had stood and so uh, yeah we're really excited about 
uh, about this the beginning of of this journey with them and and uh, but yeah as a school we're so excited about the the, the future of meeting here um, it's been great so far and we're looking forward to this next year it really has I know I'm famous for saying the best is yet to come but yes. I think in our Elton venue uh, as with all our venues, but in yeah. Eltham, it really is. It's been a real good start to this new venue. And just hearing that the people coming in, usually just to check out yeah. the school. Oh, it's yes. open. Let's go and yes. have a little look yes. or come in and see if it's open. Yeah. And uh, and then those people stay in on Sunday. And just hearing when I when I got that message, yeah. I was thrilled. That's so exciting that uh, it's now prominent. Yeah. place you can invite people Absolutely. to. And uh, we're really looking forward to... To what comes next tim thank you so much for joining us thank you today and uh spending this time go and have a little sleep and <laughs> thanks I will or, do. or be productive or something <laughs> I'll, I'll, i will sleep and then be productive that's how it works thanks tim <laughs> catch you in a bit well joining me now is steve cox steve thank you so much for joining me today when i um try to make some notes of how best to introduce you and describe what you have done in your long and varied career it just confused me <laughs> how would you describe yourself what's your career been what have you done that kind of thing it's often confused me james actually what i have actually done because it's been a long time um if i do take you back a bit uh, in the 1970s after i left school in uh, early late 60s early 70s i went straight into bp right and there i went through a trainee management uh, course which i was there for six years actually and through that course I then discovered that the marketing side of things was my thing. Right. And so therefore I went through the market research side, you know, of oil research. And eventually I went into marketing management. And I actually was a uh, sales promotions manager at Duckham's Oils. Some people okay. may remember Duckham's Oils. Not me, I'm too young. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. But the, um, I went from Duckham's Oils to TI Rally, the cycle people. So I know that's oh, yeah. dear to your heart, yeah, cycles. And uh, so I became product manager and a marketing manager there. And at that point, this is, you're now reaching uh, the early 80s. I moved over to marketing consultancy okay. and worked with uh, consultancies. And some of my clients were BP themselves, Sony, Mars, people like that. Wow. So that was through the 80s. Big names, okay. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty big and quite challenging. But yeah. I think that's the best way of describing what I've okay. done. But Later on, I moved into media because what God did with me at certain stage, when I became a Christian in 1987. Okay. And when I became a Christian on January the 20th, the same day Terry Waite went missing in the Middle East. Some oh, people wow. may know Terry Waite. Uh, he was the emissary to the Archbishop of Canterbury at the time. He was yeah. negotiating the release of hostages, and he actually, ironically, was kidnapped as a hostage at the time. Yeah. On that very same day, I gave my heart to the Lord. Wow. And life changed considerably yeah. so what i've used up to that time can i share this story is this of all course, right james yeah. i actually said to god at the time i became a christian i said i'll give it all up and become a monk you know something like <laughs> that right of course there was laughter in heaven as you might imagine <laughs> don't be so stupid cox you know but it, what he said he said the gifts and the talents you've been using until now i mm -hmm. want you to use for me and yeah. from that moment onwards uh, it was at a crucial time in my life, actually, I lost my job. Okay. So I set up a consultancy, started to serve the local businesses where I lived, wow. but also started to serve the church okay. with the gifts and talents. Mm -hmm. So that took me into the 90s. And the media bit comes when I, I actually went to UCB. Right. I was commissioned to help UCB set up on terrestrial radio, and they asked me to stay on. And 
I won't go on any longer because I've got a long CV. <laughs> you do, and wide and varied stuff. So you're, you're somebody who we've had a number of conversations in the build-up to yeah, this series. Have, you've helped, thank you actually, you've helped massively shape this whole series that we're doing as a church. Um, I just wanted to really, what I wanted to talk to you about was this idea of work and calling and vocation and how as Christians we're supposed to view those things. So what, what do you understand um, when we talk about calling or vocation? What, have you got any comments you'd like yeah, to make? it's an on? interesting one, though, isn't it? Because I, I actually looked up the dictionary definition of, uh, of calling or vocation, and uh, I think you may have referred to it earlier, actually, James. It's, uh, it says a divine call to God's service or to the Christian life, which is quite interesting. Uh, or it can be an occupation to which a per- person is specially drawn. Mm. Uh, and the origin of the word is sort of like Latin word vox, vox yeah. um, which means voice and vocari means to call. So you've got this, this thing going on about calling, calling out and a voice. And I know that uh, increasingly in the sort of the wider world, it's actually being used much more. The word calling, it's not mm-hmm. just associated with religious areas. So it's now being sort of embraced a lot more. But in terms of what does it mean for us as Christians, I, I find fascinating. I think it's right to suggest that God does lead people to particular jobs or occupations. Yep. I think that happens. Yep. But I think the concept of calling goes much deeper than yes, that. Totally and I, I recognise that when I said earlier that, that I was going to give it up to be a monk. Yes. I recognise that God was actually saying, no, in a way, he's already called me, but I haven't got to that point of recognising it. Yep. And so, you know, when I responded to, to the death of Jesus on the cross and the resurrection, I repented of my sins and chose to trust, put my trust in him. He said, he called me to follow him then. Mm. Whatever I do, wherever I go. Mm-hmm. So I think the call is at the root of every other calling. The call at that point is at the root of everything else. Yeah, that's good. So that's how I see it. And I think if I can quote this from what Paul said in Romans, he said, all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Now that last phrase is pretty yes. crucial according to his purpose, not yes. my purpose. Yes. So the call to belong to Christ goes deeper than even a workplace calling. Yes. So that's how I see calling. Yes. So as Christians then, if, it, if it's deeper than just work, how, how should we understand calling? Like what, if, it's, if it's more than just our jobs, if it's more than just our work, if it does something that goes deeper and fundamentally affects our entire lives and the trajectory of them and how we live them out, how should we understand it in light of that? You touched upon it, how it affects our lives. It's our whole life, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think uh, we are called into restored relationship with him. It's a, I think it's not just with God, but it's with other people and with the world. And I, when I think about and with the world, I think it's to do with his creation. Mm-hmm. I sort of think about the whole wider aspect of God's creation. So we're called you know, to be in a, a restored and renewed relationship, not just with God, but with other people and his creation. So then that immediately embraces, wow, this is big, isn't it? This is bigger mm-hmm. than just me. Yeah. Uh, and a, a call to a particular kind of work is sort of secondary to a call to belong to Christ. That's how I would stay, say it. If I was in an elevator now and doing an elevator pitch, that's yeah. probably what I would say. Uh, so when we see calling in this way, I think then our work becomes an integral part of our life in Christ. Yeah, that's good. So it becomes in Christ then, and I think it really changes. It's, it's not an add-on. Yes. It's not a, a place over there. Yes. It's not compartmentalised in a different way. Yeah. And, and we, are, we are called to belong to Christ and to participate in his creative and redemptive work. And that's 
big yeah. you know i think that's huge this is the gospel i mean so many yeah. people think of the gospel just god everything perfect created man yeah. man sinned everything messed Absolutely. up jesus now everything's okay between me and God. But everything else in my life is completely separate from that. The gospel is so much bigger than that. The creation, fall, redemption, consummation, this big thing that we're part of. I, I just love it when, we, when people get hold of that, everything you're saying, and go, yes, of course, it's not an add-on. I love what you just said. It's not an add-on. This is integral. God's yep. called me, and this is how I work it out. I was thinking, I was, che- I was checking the Bible actually before I wanted to come and see you uh, about who may have been called to take up a profession Mm. or a particular task and you know i've checked this out with other other uh, books as well but there's surprisingly few right. who are actually called to take up something specific yes god did tell noah to build the ark he called him to do that you know uh, he did call moses now and he did call loads of prophets i realize that and he even chose a couple of guys to build a tabernacle but there are very few and, and some theologians say there are less than a hundred people throughout the bible who actually actually called to do something specific mm-hmm. so when we look at that what does our what's the call mean it means to follow him as we've said wherever we are whatever we do and among part of that is our call is to be kind to the poor to be generous mm-hmm. you know those sort of things i think are, the, are things which when i became a christian it transformed my approach to the people around me i saw people around me through his eyes yeah and suddenly it transformed in my spirit, my mind, it renewed my mind, obviously, about how I saw the world. It wasn't just about me and how can I serve you, Lord? How can I do, what's my ministry? It was much more than that. So I think it's, when I looked back at the Bible, I wanted to check, am I talking sense here? Actually, there are very few people who are actually called to do something specific. Mm -hmm. And I I think that, that doesn't therefore mean that the specific things we do are unimportant. I was just, yeah, even this yeah. morning, my own personal devotion, just reading through through Acts, and, and there's the bit with um, uh, Peter and Cornelius, and uh, um, and he basically tells him to go find um, the one, bring Simon, who is called Peter, he's lodging with Simon, a tanner whose house is by the yeah. sea. It's like, yeah. there's no need to mention what he does, particularly. Yeah. It's not instrumental to the story, but it's yeah. like, no, he has this role, he has this job. It Absolutely. is important, and... The working out God gives us these gifts and whatever and and to accomplish the things he wants us to do and that goes beyond work but it's also through work as well right I mean the gifts that you have you were in marketing and in management and in communications and all those other things as well God gifted you Absolutely. to be able with certain things to be able to do that and so you use them to the glory of God no longer just for self the minute you became a Christian yeah. to serve others to be aware of others that kind of stuff Absolutely. Um, I think I've got a, a, a question, really, um, that I'd just love to, to hear your thoughts on, that if this is right, and I think it is, <laughs> Thank you. I, I think so. you're right, <laughs> on this, this thing of calling and vocation yeah. and everything, um, that's more than just our jobs, and more than just thinking it in that narrow definition, what does that mean for us then, when we change jobs, when our occupation ends, whether that's moving into something different or a transition in a season of life. So my wife went from a full-time teacher head of department on this trajectory into management, lots of responsibilities, had our first child. Her whole calling, if you like, if you want to just be, if it's very narrow, suddenly shifts from, oh, I'm not called to, to do that anymore. I'm now called to do this. 
Whereas actually, if calling is deeper than that, her occupation as a teacher changed and now she became a full-time mom. Similarly, the other end of the scale, when you retire from, um, from work in an occupational sense, what does this understanding of calling mean as and when our occupations change, season of life changes, and we move into something new? It's interesting you mentioned a retirement because when people ask me what I do, uh, as you know only too well, James, so I try to avoid I'm retired saying that, expre- that word because people immediately think, oh, that's, so you're retired and you're not doing anything now. Yes. So it's all about doing, isn't it? Yes. Well, as actually, I actually retired before this state retirement age because of circumstances, but I haven't retired from life. Mm, and so God has said to me that uh, many times, said, okay, you may have stopped paid work, yep. but that's not necessarily everything which I want you to do. Yep. There's other things I want you to do and how you can serve me, and it may not necessarily mean in, in work. It may be being a good granddad. Yeah. Or it may be being a good husband, or it may be you know a good, a good father. I'm blessed to the fact that he said, "I still want to use your gifts and talents, but I'm yeah. going to use it in a different way." And actually, yeah. I'm involved with a charity, Church and Media Network, yeah. which is about supporting and encouraging Christians in the media. Yeah. Now, I never envisaged that was going to happen three years ago when I retired, but that's what I'm doing. But that's what I do because he's asked me to do that. But I, when I when I think about these about changing. Uh, I was thinking about, because Martin Luther once said that he refers to the passage in 1 Corinthians mm-hmm. 7, verse 20, let each of you remain in the condition in which you were called. And he thinks, therefore, if you're in one job, you don't change. But right. his contemporary, Calvin, goes on to the next verse, which talks about, were you a slave when called? Do not be concerned about it. If you can gain your freedom, avail yourself of the opportunity. How I read that is as we grow in God, mm-hmm. as we... He will lead us into new things. Mm-hmm. And I think I've experienced in my life, my life, certainly since becoming a Christian, how he's led me into so many different things, mm. which, because he's just opened a door and it's up to me to say, yeah, I think that's of you, Lord. And I think how we check a call as well is actually through the word, through prayer, but also in community. Yes. In community, true. I've been so grateful for people around me to say, mm, don't think you should go that way, Steve. Yeah. when I've really wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so grateful for that. And I think it's so important that we're in community because then we get not just hearing God through others, but also a sense of encouragement and support through other people as well about where we are in life. Yeah. And so for me, um, it's not just about a job, although that might be a, a vast majority of our time is taken up with paid work. But when that comes to an end, it's not the end of life. No, life can actually carry on in surprisingly amazing ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I think people, I I would love a generation to really grasp that, that you don't retire. Yes, you might stop being paid, as you said, but wow, look, you've got all these years of wisdom and experience and and understanding of working out calling and all the rest of it. And, And now you can use all of those. It's not... I think people make a mistake when they think you go from work is where you do something uh, kind of important or significant or money making or whatever it is and now you're retired so now well I don't just want to go to the golf course so I'll now do something significant as if you haven't done something worthwhile for your entire time it's like no it's now time to do something different it's now an opportunity all those gifts that God's given you how does that those carry on and if 
guys like yourself have got a huge part to play in shaping a younger generation. Um, well, that's, that's another factor, actually, because I'm also mentoring. Yeah. And I didn't deliberately go into that. You yeah. know, God opened up opportunities through relationships I've had through other things I've done. And I mentor, I think it's like seven or eight people across wow. the world. Oh, <laughs> thank the law for good communications yeah. for Skype. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I, I've gone into that thinking, Lord, I have, I, what's this about? And what I realized that's about, it's about passing something on. Yeah. It's about, I have learned something, even if sometimes I deny it. I have learned something through life's experience and wisdom to some extent. I hope I've got God's wisdom as well. And with that, I can sit with certain people and say, they can share things with me. Mm. Uh, and I've gone through exactly what they've gone through. Yeah. and made the same mistakes yeah. many times. So there is something we can pass on without and, any doubt. And that in church context particularly as well is so important, that thing you just said about community, because mm. we can so often get a flat sense of community, it's just people like me at the same stage of life as me. And that's wonderful, that's great. Hang out mm. with people, because you're going through the same things, I totally get that. But to have that cross multi-generational community yeah. of, yeah. listen, Absolutely. The amount of times that, listen, young man, let me just <laughs> arm around you. Just a little bit of fatherly advice. But wisdom. James, it can also work the other way. Yeah. I can learn a lot from, you know, you, yeah. I, you're, you're not far off my age. You're a lot younger than me. <laughs> um, but I can learn a lot from you. I can learn a lot from even younger people around me. They keep us, they keep us vibrant as well. Yeah. You know? And I, I'm so grateful for that as well. That's really encouraging to hear. And it works both ways. Steve, yeah. thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. Thank you for everything you do across the life of the church as well. And behind the scenes, um, you've, you have shaped this series in a big way. And I think lots of people are hopefully benefiting from it. Uh, it's been an excellent start so far. There's still lots of exciting things to come, um, including the, the 50 plus conference. Yeah. Uh, on the 14th of April, which uh, you've already signed up for, I noticed. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Well done. I'm looking forward to you being there. Uh, if you haven't yet signed up, if you're 50 uh, or over, you can sign up. The best way is via church app. If you haven't got church app, we can help you set that up. You do need to sign up to get a ticket for that. That's on the 14th of April. And also, which you've been integral in helping sort out, is the Christians in the Workplace Breakfast, which is coming on the 29th of April. Again, you do need to get a ticket for that. The best way is to sign up via church app. If you haven't got church app, as I just said, we will help you with that. Also, other things going alongside this Whatever You Do series, we're continuing with the devotional material that, again, you can get through church app or whateveryoudo.blog. Some excellent material just to help process this and pray through some of the things that we're covering during this series on a Sunday. So looking forward to this Sunday and what's coming next. It's been a really good start over these last couple of weeks. And whatever you're doing this week, we just encourage you to shine bright and hopefully see you on Sunday. Steve, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you coming in. Thank you, James. It's Have a, a fantastic week. And hopefully by episode three, Hannah will be back. <laughs> and it won't be me having to pose the James, questions. James, you were wonderful. Hey, well, <laughs> I, this whole thing was set up just to hear those words. <laughs> Thanks very much. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. <laughs>